and welcome to episode 59 of React Native Radio. I'm Nader Dabit. I'm your host today. And today on our panel, we have Gant Laborde. Hello. Peter Pykarczyk. Hey, everybody. And today our special guest is Tanish Mohammed. And Tanish is the creator or the maintainer, I guess, uh, or he's very involved, at least, in the React Native Storybook and the React Storybook projects. So that's kind of going to be what we're going to be covering today. So, Tanish, welcome to the uh, to the show. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. So before we get into the topic, can you kind of go over how you got into programming and what you do currently for a living? Uh, okay. Uh, before that, uh, I'd like to say that, uh, I, I, I'm, I listen to Reactivity Radio while commuting. So All right. it feels great getting my to speak in there. So then uh, I actually started programming uh, when I was so small. I can't remember when. Uh, I've been doing all kinds of stuff like starting with web development and then moving to ethical hacking and then computer game development, cry engine and stuff. And then uh, finally, I was building some backend systems uh, at Kadira and now again moved on to uh, web development. And after uh, completing my computer science degree, I started working on a startup called Kadira, which is which was an, a performance monitoring tool built for Meteor framework. I was working with Arnaud and uh, later we started uh, a new startup for front-end UI development tools. Uh, and with that, we wrote a product called React Storybook. And then later we wrote a React Native Storybook, which we are going to talk today, I guess. Uh, we are going to uh, make the startup work with a commercial tool called Storybook Hub, but uh, unfortunately it didn't work out. So at right now I am working at... Uh, on a product called Creately at uh, Synergix, which is an online diagramming tool. And uh, I'm working with Storybook when I have time, like in the mornings and weekends, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's super interesting. So, yeah, I think I remember seeing something on Hacker News about about that story behind Storybook and how the company, you know, ended up not, I guess, going forward. So can you kind of, I guess... Before we go into the React Native Storybook and all the technical stuff, can you kind of go about, talk about why you created Storybook and what problems it kind of solved? And if you were um, expecting this many people to kind of jump on board and be using it? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, before I starting the whole UI development tools and uh, the startup thing, we were actually rewriting the Kadira dashboard which was previously written with Meteor uh, Blaze UI framework, but uh, we want to write it in React. We were con con converting it and making some changes. So we needed a tool uh, so our developers can easily uh, check what needs to change and you know, is to make it easier to review and do stuff like that. So Arnaud had this idea to uh, write a small tool. It was uh, a really basic version of React Storybook, but it almost had the same UI. The, the header and the sidebar was the same. And uh, we didn't have any add-ons at that time. So it, it took like a day or two, I guess. He wrote it and uh, we started using it in at Kadira to convert the Kadira UI dashboard to React. And uh, we had this idea. So I mean, Kadira was doing okay, but uh, we want to make it. Uh, make uh, the startup go bigger. So we, we are hoping maybe we can touch tapping to UI development tools. So we start. We, we, uh, we are 
com completely going open source with all the tools, but there are some features like we say like cloud storage and stuff. Those those can be commercial, so we are going to uh, planning something to do in that direction. So we uh, made work hard with React Storybook and uh, pushed it. And uh, as I said, I, we made a tool called Storybook Hub to go with it with some cloud features like uh, user login, command systems, uh, GitHub integration, uh, building storybooks online for each commit and stuff like that. And there are all kinds of stuff. Uh, and uh, for that, we also, at the same time, we I, started, I thought maybe React, for React Native, it might be even more useful than React because reviewing the web is okay, but reviewing mobile apps, it's, it's even more difficult. So I started writing React Native Storybook and others joined in and we pushed it and now it's open source. So I guess for people that haven't used React Storybook or React Native Storybook, can you kind of talk about what it does and you know what problems it, it solves for developers? Uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, kind of like an isolated development environment for React or React Native components. Uh, let's say when you are working on uh, UI develop UI component-based UIs, you have to work with individual components at a time, not the whole application. So with React Storybook, uh, what we can do is uh, we can it, what it does is it lists all your components in a menu uh, with uh, the with different states they can be in. Uh, if we take an example, let's say. If you take a user login component or user login screen, user login view, or, or something like that, the user login can view can be in a state where the user comes enters it the first time, or when the user has entered wrong login information, or the user got blocked. Or you know, there can be many states it can be in. So what uh, React Storybook does is it uh, lists the com list components and uh, the states they can be in. Uh, it's it, it's quite easy to write stories, so you have you just have to write stories for each state, and it'll just show up as a nice menu. So when you want to work on a component in a particular state, you just select it, and it will show up in the preview area for React or for React Native. It will show up in the mobile device. So while uh, checking it out, you can make changes to the code to see how it changes and you can switch states and see how they also they, they, change, they change and kind of uh, work on a particular component uh, in it's a particular state we call it a story at a time so it's easier to narrow down uh, break problems into smaller pieces and work on a small piece small part of the problem at the moment so we can go more detailed yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we've we've been using React React Storybook. We haven't used React Native Storybook yet, but we use React Storybook actually um, every day in our company, which is pretty cool. We've really enjoyed it. So, one thing I have like as a personal question: when we use React Storybook, what's what's the easiest or best way to integrate your like React components that are being worked on separately, and then if you want to integrate those into a project? So, I guess. So you have um, some React components that you want to share across a few different projects. Um, what's the best way to, to do that without um, having to, um, like, I, I don't know. I don't even know what the best way to, 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 I guess, word the question is. But say if you have, like, three projects using one React storybook, what's the best way to integrate all of those into that project? 
uh, if you have uh, like a UI framework or something the most the other projects are going to use, you can create a new GitHub repository for it. And uh, it's, it's not going to have any real applications, just the components and the storybook. So if you want to, uh, with React Storybook, we can actually push the comp component into GitHub pages, or we can build a static version of the site, so it's easy to check it out later. Anyways, uh, you have to create the the bunch of components and the stories for, for them, and create a new repository for it. And uh, when you want to check how the components look like or how they behave, you can clone the repository and start the storybook. So without an application using those components, you will be able to see how they look and behave. So when uh, you want to use it, you storybook uh, usually doesn't get involved at that stage. So you're going, the application just going to use that repository and going to use the components. Storybook uh, actually comes into play when we are writing the components or reviewing changes down to it most of the time, I guess. Can you talk a little bit about how it sort of works? So I, I think I'm misunderstanding. So let's say, you know, I, I use uh, Dance Amazing Ignite uh, Starter and I create a brand new React Native project, and I want to, you know, use Storybook to um, to edit some components. Uh, is will it like intelligently like find those components for me, or do I have to drag and drop things? Can you talk a little bit more about how that works? Okay, the React Native Storybook uh, works with uh, projects created with uh, the React Native CLI, so. Uh, after writing them, uh, there's a tool. Uh, that's another tool called Git Storybook. Uh, it's a you have to install it like npm install global Git Storybook, and uh, it's actually a tool to make integrating React to React Native Storybook easier with existing projects. So you go to the directory the project is in and run Git Storybook, and it will uh, add the and add the required dependencies into packages and file and uh, create the basic template, I guess, in a directory called Storybook in your project. Inside there, uh, you have to manually add all your components. Uh, we say stories are built like uh, uh, categories or we call them kinds and then stories. So you have to create a file which explains how stories are written. Uh, if, you, if you go to the React Native Storybook uh, project, uh, I think that's an example. Yeah, I think it comes with a, a button example out of the box. Yeah. You know, what's interesting as well, Peter actually brings up a pretty cool idea, is that, uh, you know, as far as like, you know, the way Storybook currently is set inside your Storybook folder, right? Uh, it, it's not integrated very much with your project. It's kind of like outside of it, which I, I, I think is fantastic for people keeping, you know, their, their project on what they ship different from, you know, exactly what they use during development. Um, but what I think would be very interesting is, have you ever considered the idea of perhaps um, having the storybook uh, items inside the same file as the components themselves. Since you have an outside process, uh, you could actually use that 
that, that entire node instance to perhaps check in and grab each of those components that has a storybook. So, so it kind of goes along with what Natter's saying. Uh, if I created a library mm-hmm. and then I put it inside of my components, I registered a really cool uh, set of examples for those components. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is um, if storybook was able to, to go ahead and not and to look in each of those folders and go find those instances rather than looking for a storybook file itself. Uh, then if it actually used that outside process to pick up those extra pieces, then if I brought in, for instance, Natter is the author of uh, uh, React Native Elements, but it'd be really cool if he said, by the way, uh, each of my React Native Elements sort of like you would treat with Flow or you know TypeScript or some kind of other system. You say like, by the way, I have uh, I have storybooks for all of these elements, and if you pull up storybook, you'll see an entire chapter dedicated to all the elements that you get from this. I think that would be a fantastic feature. Um, has there been any kind of consideration of of perhaps like using that process to work over into other than having to write the storybook for each project uh, specifically? Uh, actually, we are trying to avoid that altogether. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. It was, it was just, it sounded like a, like a philosophically awesome thing. So I guess also uh, with your okay. answer, tell us why you're invi- avoiding it. What you're trying to do us uh, with all the React Storybook stuff, uh, we're trying to stay out of the project code as much as possible. Like, don't touch users' code. I mean, it's, it was kind of like a rule we had when we were right, planning the storybook. So that's pretty uh, funny. <laughs> yeah. So okay. if, if for React Native Storybook project, uh, usually uh, the storybook directory contains all the stuff. Or you, I mean, you can create. We recommend creating new uh, separate story files along with component file. Let's say there's a button.js which has the button component. Uh, that we can write a new one called button.story.js or like the like, like, how, like how we write tests in some language, some languages like Go. Let's say Go as Go adds like underscore test.go for test files along with the source file. So like you can have the component JS file and the component story.js file. Uh, so they'll be two separate files, but uh, they'll be placed together. It works uh, really well with React Storybook, but for React Native Storybook, uh, we have to list all those files manually, which is uh, which sucks actually. So we are working on it. Uh, maybe with the new uh, there's a project called Hall, which uh, which is using Webpack to build store React Native project instead of the current uh, builder. So we are we are trying to use it. So with with Webpack, we can do all kinds of stuff. So we're trying to to see whether we can move to that thing instead of using the React Native packages. So we can do we can automatically load all those story files and do more interesting stuff with them. Does it currently support Hall? Uh, no, we are working on it. Hopefully, we can push it soon. Gotcha. And, you know, that actually it brings up a, another interesting thing. You know, um, there's a lot of, uh, I, you know, I know philosophically it sounds like you want to stay out of, you know, essentially what, what decisions are being made by, by the developer. But uh, that sort of 
I feel that, you know, with Hall and then also I know um, th there needs to be code modification for the user for it to support React, uh, create React Native app as well still. I mean, I know you support it, but uh, I almost feel like you know, whether you like it or not, you're going to be uh, <laughs> dragged kicking and screaming into to knowing the, uh, the user's code just a little bit. Uh, because, you know, obviously depending on what, what they choose, um, it'll be interesting. You know, if, if you're able to stay outside of the project that much, I hope that it, it continues. But yeah, as, as Hall kind of comes in, is that something, even if the user is wanting to use Packager, you're going to still go ahead and, um, just be tied off to the side with Hall, correct? Uh, we are planning something like uh, the user can be user can use whatever package they need with their own uh, project. Let's say the React Native package or whole itself, we don't mind. For Storybook, uh, we, we, are, we are planning to use Hall. So Storybook is a, a separate app. So gotcha, uh, cool. It's not going to hopefully it's not going to affect the user or how he's planning to work on his app. Can you talk a little bit about workflows of moving something from the storybook to React Native and vice versa? Is that like a manual process or, you know, do you have like a tip or trick for kind of automating it for everybody listening? Uh, we don't have a way to automate it, but uh, React Native Storybook has some interesting add-ons, like uh, there's the action add-on. Which, uh, which which logs uh, the action handler output. So where, let's say the component accepts a click handler or some other handlers. So in place of that, we are going to pass an action. So when the user performs that action, all the data which gets passed to that handler gets logged into a bar into an area in the bottom of storybook. So and there's another one called storybook links. So we, we can link uh, one state to another state as to like simulate state changes. Let's say the user is in a user login screen and he clicks on the register button and he has to switch to the register state. You can kind of somewhat emulate those stuff with the links add-on. So this, from this login state story, the user will be moved to the register state story. So he'll be seeing that to uh, bring stuff back into the app. Uh, I thought about it much, I guess. <laughs> so for saying that. Well, you know, I guess one thing is uh, the examples show the components um, in the storybook folder, but you could always, I guess, import from your actual project, just, just using import. So that way uh, you're kind of almost developing in your app, uh, whether you like it or not. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, but that would be a, a hard tie over into the app as well, but at least then you can have your components living. I mean, let me know if that's correct. Uh, if that's something we could do, Tanish. Uh, that's something I want to mention. I mean, that's something interesting going on with Storybook these days. I'm not proud of it, but uh, for the past few months, uh, we, I couldn't do much with Storybook, and Arnold also couldn't because uh, we were we, we were going through some changes with our work and jobs and stuff. So these days, a uh, new group of maintainers have kind of stepped up and they are pushing Storybook. There's like uh, Norbert and there's Marie and there's many other developers are working really hard 
to maintain storybook. So these days uh, they are working uh, much harder than how how much they are working more than us actually. So it's really great to see storybook growing beyond the Kabira group and being developed by it's the power of open source. So I really want to mention how exciting it is to see the project growing on like that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a really cool thing when something like that happens. And I'm kind of curious, is this your first like very uh, successful open source project that kind of took off or have you been involved with other open source projects in the past that have also been successful? Uh, no, this is the first uh, the project which goes between this much success, I guess. And there are some other smaller tools and tools I wrote and uh, there are some other projects I contributed to, but uh, this is uh, pretty much something I was involved in from the very beginning and it took off like this. So I'm kind of curious, what have you learned in the process of all of this and what are some things that kind of, that you didn't know that you kind of know now after creating this project and seeing it grow and now stepping away from it a little bit and having, having others kind of come in and and um, take some of the load off your shoulders. Uh, actually, it's actually great. I mean, uh, uh, I, I really love open source project because I know how awesome it is. And uh, one thing uh, source projects contributors need to realize is that the project is uh, project doesn't uh, kind of belong to a person or a group or a company. It's it kind of, kind of lives on its own, I guess. So you have to realize that uh, it's more than your company, and it's really awesome to see many people uh, taking it up and moving it forward, taking it forward. So with Storybook, is there a way to connect Redux and other data layers, or are you just looking at like events that like the button may be emitting? You know, like in the browser, it'd just be like synthetic. Uh, events. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that kind of all comes together? Uh, the storybooks are now uh, mostly focus on the UI components, so we don't have anything, we don't have any integration with Redux. With uh, state changes, the stories are basically a particular state of the components. You are going to pass state information directly to the component. And uh, there are uh, developers who are using uh, some higher components to when we when they need to uh, do some more advanced stuff with uh, Redux and uh, it's not uh, directly supported by React Storybook, but uh, React Native Storybook, but it's uh, done by some other developers using some wrapper components which provides a state container and method to make changes to the state and uh, and view how it's going to change in the UI right that time. Uh, does that answer the question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. So that leads me to my next question. Uh, where do you see the future of uh, React Storybook going? Um, I know you mentioned a, a few a few things earlier, but I guess where would you like to see things? Uh, with React Native Storybook, uh, what we are working on these days are uh, to support create React Native app 
without uh, code changes. That's that's one of the highest priority features. And then to support React Native libraries, which which should be which is one of the major features React Native Storybook needs at the moment. It 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 only works with uh, React apps like uh, the React apps created with React Native CLI or with create React Native app uh, with some changes. We we want to we want a storybook to work with uh, plain React Native components uh, without uh, creating an app for it. So standalone storybook app kind of thing. And then uh, we want to make React Native storybooks shareable. Like so, we did it with Storybook Hub using Firebase and Appetize.io. Uh, the code is still available in GitHub. It's open source, uh, but uh, we want to make it uh, work. We want to make it make integrating it much easier. So even now, users can grab those uh, modules and work with Firebase and Advertise to integrate it into. So integrate so they can publish the storybook, React Native storybook online, so others can download the app and weave it. It's it's there, but it's not easy. It it requires some uh, changes to the code. So uh, I'm trying to make it easier. To make React Native Storybook publish possible to publish to the web easily, and in React Storybook side, um, the one of the most requested features is mobile UI support. Support mobile devices. If we look at the Storybook in a mobile device, it looks really bad. Uh, I'll leave it at a, at that. So um, it's really difficult to use with mobile devices. So we want to create a mobile-friendly UI for storybooks. And then there's uh, some additional customization features, like users want to customize the how their storybook looks, uh, like theming support uh, kind of thing. Uh, we are also make, making a storybook more customizable as much as possible, so users can write more add-ons to take care of their problems. It's much easier than making everything into storybook. You mentioned making it shareable. And yeah. can you um, can you elaborate on the um, sort of the use case of, you know, sharing the storybook? Uh, is that going to be something for developers of different teams to show their components to others? Or is it for bringing across um, for, for libraries? Who's the, uh, what, what's the motivation? Yeah, sure. Uh, we, the, why we, we built that feature is, uh, to work with Storybook Hub, the commercial tool we were building with our startup, uh, which, which creates a Storybook build for each GitHub pull uh, commit, actually. So when reviewing pull requests, users can just launch the Storybook. And it shows a link to the APK file. Users can download and install into their phone. And the storybook will be available online. And the app will be running on your mobile phone. So you can switch stories and see how it weaves on your mobile phone. So you see, you don't even need a computer to, in, in this process, you just go to the GitHub link and down, click on the storybook and then download the app into your mobile phone and make See how it changes. So it makes uh, the the work much easier. 
So there are some developers who requested this feature. Uh, I think there's an open um, issue on React Native Storybook repo, which uh, open full request, which is, uh, which, is, which is on something similar and people discussing this feature. Uh, developers want to share their storybook with others over the internet. So other people can look at it, make comments, or uh, I don't know, it's with their own workflow. But uh, I think it's, it makes storybooks even more powerful when you, you can share it on online uh, without running a server and maybe host it on Heroku or push it on GitHub pages. So users can just go into the repository, click on a, click on a link, load the storybook, and uh, load it, load the app in your mobile phone and interact with it to see how the components actually work. Very cool. Very cool. So I guess I have a question. This is about um, React XP, which was released a few days ago by Microsoft. Um, and React XP basically is like, basically built on top of React Native and it allows you to also compile to web and to Windows without um, any extra steps or processes. And it's kind of it's kind of new, so it doesn't really have like a way to create a React XP app. So it's kind of hard to play around with. So um, it's, it's, it's just brand new and there probably hasn't even been a conversation around this yet, but I'm kind of curious, would you think of integrating uh, React Storybook with React XP and having a single storybook that targets both the web and native? Yeah, sure. I, I haven't got time to check out React XP yet. Uh, I was actually out. I just came back a few hours ago. Uh, but uh, how storybook is written now, right now is uh, very modular. Let's say there's the storybook. UI, or we call it the Storybook Manager, which is the Chrome you get. I mean, the sidebar, the Storybook add-ons, and all those stuff. And there's the Storybook Preview area, uh, which uh, communicates with each other using uh, what we call the channel, Storybook channel. So the React Storybook uses a post message. So React Storybook, the preview area is loaded in an iframe. So React uses post message to communicate between them. In React Native Storybook, it, it is using WebSocket connection. So the app, app and the Storybook can communicate with each other. And uh, in in the Storybook Hub case, it was using Firebase to communicate it. And uh, with React XP, if you are using if you are going to use React XP, we are, we are just, we only need to uh, write the preview area of the Storybook. Uh, even with the current React Native Storybook, you can replace the preview area by writing a storybook add-on. Oh, I, I'm not sure how it's going to work out with React XP. I have to check it out. But uh, you, you can easily write or create a storybook for some other uh, framework, UI framework, easily because of the way how a storybook is written. So we have storybooks for uh, GraphQL servers to demonstrate how GraphQL APIs should work, kind of like that. And we have storybooks for Google Big data, I guess. We it, it was an internal thing. We use that Kadira to look at some data e easily. And there are some other users who are using storybooks for, for all kinds of other stuff. Uh, a friend of mine called Michael. He's using storybook to use some other some some kind of 
financial info i guess he's using storybooks to quickly we look through, go through them and look at them and for react xp we can use you know, get the current storybook code and just replace a small piece of it and support react xp and then we have to just kind of uh, find a way to place it alongside their project react xp project without getting in the way of the react xp code and uh, making it easier to start it and make a build of it and things like that okay well with that i guess we'll go ahead and get to the picks can't do you have any picks yeah, actually, I've been, um, you know, inspired by a couple of different people who've told me that using Sublime Text 3 is not cool anymore. Um, I, I really did love their Vim bindings. So I've decided, especially with all the awesome work that we've been seeing coming from Microsoft, and it, this is weird, I actually chose to start really working with VS Code. I was having some some real big issues kind of getting into it. And then I saw a blog post called VS Code for React Native by uh, Lorenzo. And don't ask me to say his last name. I'm sure it's very Italian. Uh, I'll send you the link for sure. But it's um, it's it's basically a all out, here's some features, here's what you want. If you're doing React Native and you want to try VS Code, try installing these and he wrote a blog post on medium it, it it really did help um sort of like double jump my my endeavor into vs code it's been fantastic so i highly recommend that awesome yeah um i'm right behind you i'm just now getting back into vs code um i still don't i'm still not as good with vs code as i am with sublime but overall i'm liking it better and I see that. I feel like that's going to be kind of the future of what I'm doing with React Native. And, and I like, like you said, what Microsoft is doing. I want to definitely get behind anything that they're doing. But not only that, it's just an awesome editor. So, yeah, plus one on, on VS Code. Peter, do you have any picks? Yeah, so I've been spending a lot of time, or not a lot of time, just my free time, uh, hanging out on the Reason Discord channel. And there's a awesome new thing that Changlo wrote up that helps you convert your javascript to reason so it's like a step-by-step -step tutorial for how you should go about it so you just don't you know give up after trying to follow all the best practices so that's under facebook.github.io slash reason slash js conversion at html super easy link um it's it's been awesome over the next few weeks you'll see a lot of so or not a lot, but most of my open source stuff being converted to Reason as I myself try to pick up on it. I think Reason would be a very good topic for a future show if anyone wants to kind of reach out to any of those guys or gals. That would be great. Yeah, I can reach out to Jordan. Uh, we worked on some Vim editor support for Reason together a few weeks ago. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. So, Tanish, do you have any picks? Uh, uh, actually, uh, these days I am working on mostly Angular project with the Creately app, and we are considering uh, using native script, converting the Angular app I mean, to native script. We are still considering that. I mean, it's not a decision or anything. Uh, you guys had a nice show, nice 
పోడ్కాస్ట్ నేటివ్ స్క్రిప్ట్ వైల్గో ఐ సో is he talking to speak uh, native script <laughs> yeah definitely heck, heck yeah we love we love uh, native script yeah. here i haven't yeah. built anything with it but uh, i love what they're doing and a lot of people seem to be having success with it mm. yeah we are, we are really considering moving uh, some of the ionic app into native script so forget performance and startup time that that was the most important feature we are looking with native script let's see so how what are you moving from you said uh, you had from what to native script uh, and ionic app ionic okay, to yeah. yeah and you said the the startup time for ionic was bad yeah it wasn't good <laughs> so <laughs> that you know yeah. that's an interesting thing we just we talk about a lot of good things on the show uh yeah. <laughs> you don't get too many of the the bad things that that's yeah. good to know yeah it's taking a while to load the apps uh so we are looking into some other ways to make it load faster cool. okay uh well before i get to my picks i wanted to give a sh- a quick mention to a couple of conferences coming up the first is react native eu in september and that's going to be in rockall poland so it's basically going to be a react native conference that is um going to be the kind of the first one in Europe that specifically talks about react native it's going to be really great um if you want to learn more go to react-native.eu and then also I want to mention chain react that's going to be in July in Portland and it looks like it's going to be an awesome conference so if you're interested in react native i definitely recommend checking it out it's at infinite.red/chainreactconf uh so if you want to learn more about tickets go there and my pick is going to be a new channel i created on youtube it's for react native videos and it's called react native training um so we're going to be adding a couple of videos a week there going over a lot of basic stuff and a lot of complex stuff so we'll have a little bit for everybody there we have um one channel or one playlist that's going to be for bite size 1 to 5 minute videos just kind of implementing things and then we're going to have another another channel that's going to be for tutorials that's going to be for more like how to build out this type of app or how to kind of go in depth in this subject. So if you are interested go to uh YouTube and look for React Native tra- training and subscribe to my playlist. Very cool. By the way, Nader and I will be at both the conferences that he mentioned as well. So um it's a great opportunity to see uh meet everybody. Hopefully we'll see uh some more of these speakers here. Additionally, um I'll be going to Amsterdam. I should have added that to my cool pick. <laughs> I'll be going to the Amsterdam which has a React Native um like entire channel. So we'll, we'll be seeing a lot of cool stuff there as well. I'm so jealous. I'm trying to make it out to React Native EU considering that's where my mom's from. So like <laughs> my whole like Polish family is outside of Wrocław is how it's pronounced in Polish. So that's super exciting. <laughs> nice. Okay, well uh, I guess that wraps up episode 59 of React Native Radio. Tanish, thank you so much for coming on and joining us this morning. Uh thanks for inviting guys. As a great project, very cool work. It's good to see it. Sure. See you. Good to see you too. <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll see everyone next week.